Coming up in this episode, Randy and I are going to talk about a fan favorite, random bullshit. We don't even have a game plan, so there's no telling what's going to happen. So take a chance, roll the dice, and stick around. Ladies and gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary, quite incredible, quite unlike anything you may have experienced in your life. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, any random thoughts that pop into our head, and of course, what are the best places to ride in America? The Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. Is your ride ready to hit the road? There's never a good time to have your bike break down, especially in the crazy heat that we've been experiencing this summer. So when you need to have your ride serviced, remember the Red Level Technicians at Heartland Honda in Springdale, the first Level 5 Honda powerhouse dealer in Arkansas. They can get your ride ready to roll. Plus, Heartland Honda has a huge selection of Honda motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides, all with excellent financing options. So when you're ready for something new, check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda, work hard, play hard. You meet the nicest people at Heartland Honda. Some of you old timers like myself might remember the old gas slogan, put a tiger in your tank. Well, I have a new slogan for you to remember. Put a tiger in your phone. Law Tigers, the legal team whose members are both experienced motorcycle riders and aggressive trial lawyers. Their motorcycle accident lawyers fight on behalf of injured riders like you to get you and your family the compensation you deserve. Go to LawTigers.com and put their number in your phone. Law Tigers Motorcycle Lawyers, helping riders find answers. Well, if you love getting your kicks on Route 66, then take a ride through Pulaski County, Missouri. This 33-mile stretch of the Mother Road is filled with beautiful scenery, great throwback diners with made-from-scratch meals, and plenty of historic sites. Some of the top highlights of the ride include Hooker Cut, which was once rumored to be the deepest cut road in America. The limestone walls are truly impressive. Devil's Elbow, which was once known as one of the Seven Wonders of Missouri. And three impressive rivers, including the Big Piney, the Gasconade, and the Rubidoux. All in all, the drive takes about an hour and a half, but you'll want to give yourself a little extra time because part of the fun is stopping and visiting with locals. So download their app at PulaskiCountyUSA.com. Digital downloads to find even more impressive stops. Welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road, your one-stop shop for all the bullshit nonsense that you can handle. <laughs> With me, as always, the king of bullshit, Randy Lewis from Bike Works in yeah, Urbana, Missouri. Hello, welcome. your emperor. <laughs> I guess you got to be known for something. You right? do. You do. So, how was your week? Same as always. Same shit, different day. Feels well, like you've it. got feels two like new it. motorcycles I want you to tell people about. Yeah, yeah, I did happen to buy a couple of bikes over you the You rolled past. up here on one of the POSs. Tell about it. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing about Sputtering that Sputtering and then kicking. <laughs> shit, son. That's cool. And when you turned it off, kapow. Nah, not a chance. I'm a little bit more savvy than that. You'd like to think, yeah. <laughs> hey, 
So the bike I'm on today is a big dog chopper. I love the bike, but I feel like I should be wearing like... Is it like a big dog, like a chihuahua nipping at the heels? Yeah, yeah. We'll see what that Vic does against it if you like. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) So every time I ride it, though, I feel like I should be wearing like pointed-toed black cowboy boots, stonewashed jeans, and an affliction shirt. I don't know what it is. Because <laughs> back when they were hot, like that's the dudes that bought them. There was you 40, watching 50 too much TV? Shoot, son, I haven't had time to watch TV, but it just seemed like everywhere you went when Big Dog Choppers were really hot, that was the square that was riding it, who rode it down to the strip, had it all polished up, and then rode it home, and that's it. That's why you always find them with low miles, is people just didn't ride those things. And this is a smooth, comfortable, hardtail ride, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And you chose to bring it down my dirt road. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. I did. I did. I mean, I don't mind it. Truth be told, like, you know. You need an Africa twin to come down my road. I almost rode one today. No you shit. Did? I almost rode one here today. Peckerwood. Yep. So it's it's kind of funny you say that, but for whatever reason, like, I'm, I'm fucking done. I'm burnt out. Notice myself not even riding as much anymore, not even to work. Like it's just monotonous, just feel like raw oatmeal in a bowl, just cold, displaced, nothing. So a while back, this guy, the way I come about having that motorcycle was a guy had taken it to another shop. It's a big dog. In my opinion, they've got the shittiest wiring system ever. Always having issues with them. They had EHCs instead of an ECM or something. It was like their brain. They're always going out. There were so many replacement kits. They're just a weird wiring. You know, instead of being positive induced, they're negative induced for all their switches and stuff. So it's, they're just really weird. So he took this bike to another shop. I, I had no idea who he was or at the point he had no idea who I was. Spent almost $3,000. Took a year, year and a half and it still wasn't fixed. So he was beside himself. So he brought it to me, and I told him, I said, look, I'll try to fix it. If I can't fix it, I won't charge you. Simple as that. That's kind of how I do it in the shop. If I don't fix anything, I don't feel like I should charge you for anything, which is stupid. Horrible business. Not the right plan if you're going to be in business. It's like a lawyer. If we don't win your case, you don't pay anything. It's something like that. So what that says is I've got a lot of confidence in myself. Well, I wasn't able to fix it with what he had. So he he had spent a lot of money getting new parts, new big dog stuff, trying to make this thing work. So after a week and a half, two weeks, I told him, I said, look, dude, I can't fix it with what you have here. So we're going to have to put money into it. We're going to have to do this. And this is what I recommend doing. My recommendation was to strip all the wiring off and wire it like a chopper, wire it like a Harley. Tried and true, works every single time. Well... I told him about what I expected it to cost, and he didn't want to put the money into it. He was fed up, tired, didn't want it. So I said, all right, man, well, here you go. Here's your bike back. So the dude's sick about it. He had bought this bike, never got to really ride it much. It's always been in the shop, never worked, never worked right, got raped by another shop. So he's like, why don't you just buy it? I said, man, I don't don't want it. I said, I really don't. Choppers aren't worth as much as they used to. I said, it's cool. It's a nice little bike, but I don't want it. You gave like 50 bucks for it? Uh, a little bit more than 50 bucks, but nowhere near what it's worth, in my opinion, value-wise. Because there was a big unknown, you know? Like, shit, I don't know if it's got other issues other than just the wiring. So, long way around the bush. We came to a price, agreed on it, and just solely just to help him out. Because I really did feel bad for him. Like, 
that's a shit spot to be in. There's a lot of people that's been in that spot. There's a lot of people that take it to the wrong shop and get raped or don't get what they deserve out of it. So I bought it from him and I just kept thinking about it like, ah, what, what the hell am I going to do? How am I going to do this? So I decided to just jump in. I'm like, all right, I'm doing just exactly like what I would have done for him if he was a customer that wanted it done. So I ponied up, I stripped all the big dog wiring harness off, I bought a NAMS wiring harness, rewired the entire motorcycle. Well, big dogs have kooky controls too, like you cannot use them unless you're using the big dog wiring system, so of course I had to ditch those two. Well, their handlebars are inch and a half all the way out, so the cables were wrong, the ends of the bars were wrong, couldn't fit Harley controls on them, so I fixed all that crap up, put a new ignition module on it, and no shit, as soon as I get it, you know, all wired, all done, that freaking thing hit off and ran perfect. After a little bit of a timing adjustment and cleaning the carb and whatnot. So, got it done, took it out for its maiden voyage, and back up here a little bit. You know, I've been feeling just like dead. Not excited about anything, just beating the time clock up. It, shit, the time clock doesn't even matter anymore. Like, shop hours are 8 to 5, and I'm I'm up there till all hours of the night. Working before, working after, doing football, just destroyed. Take it out for a ride and instantly remember why I love riding motorcycles. Isn't it interesting how something so obvious can take you back to where you need to be? Yeah, like it it completely recentered me. So growing up, when I was growing up, choppers were it. Like you weren't shit unless you had a chopper. They were the coolest thing. All the biggest swinging dicks... And flapping vaginas, if you will, <laughs> had choppers. Got to be inclusive. Yep, yep. So I've always had choppers. Like, I've, I've, I don't know how many I've had. I've always loved them. Everybody else always hates them because they're kind of rough riding, really bare bones, no windshield, no stereo, no cup holder, no phone holder, all that bull crap. So the way I equate it is all the distractions in life were gone. It was literally just me, big inch motor, loud pipes, just getting to go rip so i took it out for the first night was really kind of digging on the bike took it out the second day rode it to work rode it around rode it every everywhere i went during the day and it just i felt to me like i was regaining something like you know you never forget your first love right that's the story and you always kind of are looking for that same feeling with whoever whatever it was that was your first love and i can feel it slowly coming back And then the one that got me the most was my wife, who love her to death. She's not a very strong woman. Well, she's tiny. Yeah. Comfort is a big thing to her. She has to be comfortable. Well, I don't. I don't give a shit about comfort. If somebody saw the two of you walking side by side (laughs) and they're looking at you from the rear, they think that you, oh, look at that nice man walking with his daughter. (laughs) She's a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we went out and we, I come home from work and she's kind of on the porch just hanging out drinking some, hell, I think she was drinking a beer that night, which is cool. She doesn't always drink beer. Does she still get carded? Yeah. Actually, it's funny you say that. The last time we went out, she didn't. I was like, how's that make you feel? And she's like, old. That's stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, God dang, you got to grow up sometime. You believe this? I got carded at the grocery store when I picked up some beer for you. No way. I did. I don't even know Swear how to that's God. possible. It must have been said, somebody well, Have new. you lost your ever-loving mind? <laughs> She's a, the manager's making everybody be carded. <laughs> so 
let me tell you what this bike is. It's a big dog Ridgeback. So the Ridgeback is an up and out on the down tube in the backbone. So the tank goes up. It's not like the Pro Street style. Front end's pretty far out there. Should I haven't measured it, but I'd be willing to bet this is, it's a 10 foot long bike. Nine foot something, 10 foot long bike. So it's a long bike. 250 wide, 240, 250 wide, something like that, back tire, hard tail. So my wife is sitting there and she's like, you ready to go for a ride? I'm like, what? She says, yeah, let's go for a ride. I said, holy shit, hang on. Let me get my lick and stick pad to throw on the back for you and we'll we'll go for sure. So we, we set out and we start riding around locally. We were going to go for a short ride, but it felt so good. We extended it and went a little bit longer. So in Preston here, there's a four-way intersection. And this is the part where I just kind of really reset me. For whatever reason, it's stupid. But anyway, we're pulling out of the yield on 65 in a big semi-truck with a cow hauler trailer on the back. It went in front of us. And then another little car skipped the intersection and got in between us. Well, it's 35 miles an hour for like a half a mile. Then it splits to 60 and there's a big, long straight stretch. So I pull out behind them and, you know, we're second gear, just cruising for a little bit. And I just can't stand being behind anybody. And no shit, as soon as we crest this little bit of hill where you can see the big long stretch, there's nobody coming. And before I can shake my head to my wife, like, hell yeah, hang on. Because this, no backrest. Hell, the seat's held on by suction cups. I mean, she latches on and she squeezes. She knows what's coming. And it just instantly made me smile, which... I don't do very often. I mean, we just flat hammered it and just went ripping around it, exhaust blowing, you know, banging off the car and off the semi. I mean, it was loud as shit. Black smoke? No, no black smoke. Just, it's a runner. Okay. okay. I've done my job well. I got to bust your ball somehow. <laughs> so we blaze out past it and we just, you know, for whatever reason, I'm like, you know, why back off? So we're probably rolling 100, 104, 105, something like that. Just ripping down 65 mind you i don't have tags on this bike i don't have a plate on it it's it's legit but like i'm not legal on the thing no but all the cops around here know you so yeah for they, good or bad they expect but you it. could tell them you're test driving it <laughs> yeah yeah so it just instantly made me remember why riding is so freaking amazing and crazy to think that certain bikes make you feel certain ways you know right now baggers are really hot touring bikes everybody wants one everybody's got one well that's the other bike that i bought i bought a 2013 street glide needed a few things still waiting to get some paint work back and by all rights like that's what i should keep i bought them both honestly to flip so you're gonna keep the chopper i think i might flip the chopper the for a little while yeah and sell that street glide i'm just i give it four weeks uh, and so. the chopper will be gone <laughs> well, it depends on what kind of money someone wants to throw at it, I guess. Yeah. But I'm just kind of, you know, I always, I always go against the grain anyway. You know, when people were doing choppers, I did a bagger. Well, and now people are doing baggers, and I'm like, well, shit, let's do choppers. Let's do something different. Like, Well, keep them both, and then sooner or later, they always come full circle back in vogue. Yeah, yeah. I like money too much to keep them both, truthfully. Hmm. So one of them's going to go. For sure, one of them's going to go, maybe both of them, because I got another build that I want to do. Hadn't even finished the conversation, and you're already saying maybe both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it just got me thinking this week, in the past couple of days, just like how mind-numbing the day-to-day -day life is, and how mind-numbing it's gotten for everybody. Like, Well, you're like, absolutely right. So many people get caught up in day-to-day -day life 
they forget about uh, what got them involved with motorcycles in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't go riding anymore. Uh, yeah. If they do, they just went up to the store and back. And Right, you know. right. Which is really, really cool. I got another little story from a customer of mine. The dude's a great guy. I mean, really, really good customer. He rides. So he paid his bill on time. Yeah. Yes. Very sure. Very appreciative too. Like those guys, if when you appreciate what somebody has to do to help you out, they're gonna always help you out. To me, that's more important. I mean, the money's important, but that's yeah. as much of importance than make sure. makes them better uh, customers. Yeah, and it makes you a better business owner when you get that. Like if I all the time, like I get shitheads in there. People that want to jump the line, people that think they need to be ahead of everybody else. Dude, I stay four months booked up at my shop all year round. I'm freaking busy. If you've ever been to Most my shop. Most everybody thinks that theirs is priority. Yeah. Like they're thinking about one bike and I'm sitting there thinking about 80 bikes that I have, bikes and four wheelers and stuff at my shop that I have to work and navigate everybody. So anyway, this dude, like I said, he's always been great, always really appreciative. You know, thank you, thank you, thank you. Whatever you can do from, you know, no time rush, no time constraint, just, hey, I understand how things are. Anyway, he stops in and he's bullshit and he's like, hey, man, I think my antifreeze is low on my bike. I can't really see it very well. Will you help me out? So, of course, I drop what I'm doing, walk out there. I'm like, yeah, you're a little bit low. Topped him off. And, of course, it was great. He was like, well, how much do I owe you? Well, in that situation, I'm always like, ah, n- nothing. Don't worry about it. So he argues with me a little bit. And I'm like, no, seriously, no charge. Just enjoy your ride. Enjoy what you're doing. When it was really, really cool, though, he's like, yeah, I'm going to take off. And he's like, I don't really know where I'm going. That's what? the best ride. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I told my wife, I'll see you tomorrow. And she said, okay, be careful. Let me know when you get where you're getting. I'm like, what? He said, yeah. And I said, so explain this to me. What do you, you know, what's, what's going on? What are you going to do? And he's like, shit, I don't know. It's like, I'm going to just ride and wherever I want to go, I'm going to go. Whenever I get tired or get late, I'm going to stop, get a hotel room. And then tomorrow I'll ride back. And I was just enamored. Like, holy shit. Like, that's what motorcycling has always been. Yep. So it was just really, really cool to start feeling the love again, so to speak. And then hear this guy say that. I was just like, holy shit, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I used to do that. My wife, instead of calling her. She put a tracker on my phone <laughs> so she can, she doesn't have to worry and she can always see where, and I have nothing to hide. You know, I don't yeah. try to hide out on her. Uh, she yeah. can always look and see where I'm at at the same time, because that's the best part about riding is getting out. No plans. Yeah, man. Nothing. Just go. You end up where you end up. Yes. It got me thinking. I'm like, man, you know, one of these days I'll be there. One of these days I can do that again. And one of these days, you know, my shop situation will be situated. My son will be older. I'm going to, ideally, the plan is to, within the next year, he's eight years old, get him in there daily, especially during the summertime, make the little shit work, see what it takes to make his life as good as it is. Only to find out he ends up being a fashion designer. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, man. Whatever makes him happy, I'll be happy with. But the big scheme is to grow the business even more, let him take it over, and then be able to just do custom bikes and big inch motors and do all that fun Show up stuff. when you want to. Yeah, which for me, it'll be show up before him, leave after him, even if he takes the shop over. But you'd be smart enough to let him deal with the customers. Yes, sir. But anyway, like shit, when my kids are older, my wife and I, we can just split for a weekend or a week or whatever and just go. She'll be retired from the school system. 
Possibly. But that, that's and then you guys can thing. just get up and go wake up in the morning and say, yeah, what do you want to do today? Go. Exactly. That gives an, uh, almost new hope to life in general, but new hope to motorcycling for me is that eventually if I keep stacking everything and planning everything and staging everything and be patient, you know, it, it might end up paying off for me to be able to just live that life. Yeah. Speaking of rallies, you know, next month we've got the uh, Lake of the Ozarks Bike Fest yeah, coming up. Yeah. And we'll be at that at the uh, Lake of the Ozarks Harley-Davidson. Yep. If you get a chance, come on out and uh, see us. Make your plans to come to the rally now because it's it, busy and last-minute stuff don't work around here. <laughs> it fills up quick. You might but find you know what I'm really excited about is um, the Chase Vintage Motorcycle Race will be coming during the rally. They're not coming to Lake of the Ozarks, but not far away. They're coming. It's the Route 66 ride. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be coming through Rolla, Missouri. Done. And uh, we're going to go there. Heck I'm yeah. very excited about that. If you don't know about the Chase, it's uh, vintage motorcycles. I think they only allow bikes between 1930 and 1960 vintage. Yeah, I think and so. And they have to be original. They have some uh, deals that you can, like you can have an electric start, but there's a handicap that you get <laughs> tagged with. Yeah. You know, things like that. Which is crazy because, you, would you say 1960? Is the oldest bike or, or the, the newest, newest okay. bike that you can have. Okay. Because I was sitting there thinking. But if like, you're an old geezer and you've got a, you know, a 1940 Harley or something, you can still put an electric start on it. Yeah. It'd but take a little but bit. they handicap you for it because you get see. points for the race. That's cool, dude. That's cool. Yeah. And, you know, people, they dress up like the old times. That's Usually awesome. they dress up like the bike that they're riding. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm excited about going to see that. Now, that race is going to be from Springfield, Illinois, to uh, California. Wow. On these old bikes. Now, see, somebody like you, if you were retired and uh, had a lot of time on your hand, I could see you getting into something like that. Yeah, my only problem is my retirement is death. So, that's not going to work very well. (laughs) Retirement means a lot of different things to to different people. Touche. So... If you're interested in going to see the chase, they'll be in Rolla, Missouri on September 16th. Yeah. So, and we'll be there for that as well. At least I will. I don't know. You may be working. You know what? As freaking done as I am and burnt out as I am, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'll just shut the shop down for a day. Let's go. It's part of work to get out and do stuff. Yeah, it is. So maybe I have to do that. Rehabilitation for you. Oh, man, I need it right now. I cannot keep enough whiskey on hand to deal with life right now so randy whiskey and a straw (laughs) little umbrella dude you know what pisses me off is when i go to a bar and they leave the stir straw in your glass like that that literally pisses me off why because it's why does that set you off i don't even know why they serve it with that it's like whiskey straight what do you need a freaking straw for but you use the umbrella right hell no get out of here Get out of here. The little uh, ice cubes shaped like boobies. Yeah, yeah. Like, I literally just want a good whiskey or a bourbon, maybe on ice, depending on what day it is, in a dirty-ass glass, in a smoke-filled room with miscreants running around. This is the kind of guy that uh, he pours himself a glass of whiskey at his shop, (laughs) and his glass is the one he keeps the rusty nails in and kind of just dumps the nails out, <laughs> puts yeah. the whiskey in, yeah, yeah. and 
It gives it a little tincture flavor. Yeah, yeah, a little texture to it. Yeah. But yeah, like I don't know what it is. And like if you're a bartender, stop serving whiskey with a straw. Like that, I don't know why or whoever taught anyone to do that. I have an opinion about that, but um, I, I won't say. I've honestly like. It would I, piss too many people off. I have seen it too many times lately. And I'm just like beyond myself, just like, what the F is going on? Like, a straw and whiskey is like two hot dogs and one bun weird. And I know we're not you, going down that I road. I know again. how you like that, but it just, yeah, it just is weird. Like, I get if you're a guy that drinks, like, say, Jack and Coke or something like that, the idea of the stir straw to mix them together. But for one, stop mixing it with anything. Whiskey's great by itself. And number two, once it's mixed, it's not going to separate. (laughs) No, just take the straw out. Throw it away. Keeps me from throwing it on the floor or throwing it back at you. But do you still, when you take the straw out, do you still eat the pineapple that's stuck to the straw? (laughs) You know, the only whiskey I drink that has a fruit or anything is an old-fashioned, where you have a burnt orange on it or in it. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's the only whiskey that I drink. All right, the next time you pour yourself a glass of good quality whiskey, put a big chunk of pineapple in there. You think so? See what you think. I might try it just to try it. You know, try everything twice. You never know the first time was a fluke. That's right. (laughs) A lot of the best things that you have were accidents to begin with. Yeah. That's what my parents said about me. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Craig. So we've bullshitted about me long enough. What was your first love? That's easy to tell. Gilligan's Island. (laughs) Boy's got a mouth like a cannon, always shooting it off. A ship. A ship. Yep. I knew it. I knew it. That's right. My first love was a ship that I served on in the Navy. Yeah. The USS Wadsworth, a guided missile frigate, plank owner, first crew, fell in love with it. I always knew you were a seaman. Ah, Shut up! All right. (laughs) Listen. It just so happened to be that you didn't end up on the wall or on a rag somewhere. (laughs) Anyway, okay, okay, okay. Be serious. Be serious. (laughs) So you're on the Wadsworth. That was my first love. Yeah. Uh, and, and it still is. I mean, you know that. I mean, I've got yeah. a model there. I got pictures. Mm-hmm. I love that ship. The camaraderie was unlike anything that I have ever experienced. And I'll tell you what, um, I'm still in contact with people that I served with on that ship over 40 years ago. Crazy. So, you know, that was my first love. You expect them to hear some cute little no, hell Tiny no. little girl. No, there's uh, nothing no. cute about you. So, yeah, no. it's, that's, that's what it is. You know, for most normal people, your first love is a girl. It really is. I mean, sure. if you're a male, obviously, or if you're a female, maybe a guy that the quarterback, captain of the football team, whatever, basketball, whatever it is. But most normal, rational thinking people is it's another human being, not me. People piss me off. I don't like people inherently. I like people in my world. Yeah. In general, I hate people. <laughs> and that's that, that comes by from experience. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to be a doggy downer, but in general, people are stupid mm-hmm. and it's gotten worse over the last several years. Yeah. I'm at the age where I have zero less than zero tolerance for stupidity. Oh, it's it's in honestly in today's day and age. I see more stupidity than anything. Used to get in a lot of fights. I'm too old and broke down now to do that. (laughs) So now all I can do is just shake my head and keep it to myself and think, Got that little Saturday night special in your pocket. All right. Keep talking your shit. Yeah. 
I'm too so, old to go to jail and not give a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, but it is. It's true, man. Like, I like women as much as the next person. I like whiskey. And I like fighting. Like, that's who I am to a T. Like, anybody that knows me knows that, like, conformity and monotony will kill me. It's just hard for me for whatever reason. Like, I love the sketch. I love the little bit of adrenaline, the danger, the unknown. Like, I absolutely will go through phases in my life where too much monotony in that situation will literally kill me. It's stretching the rubber band. It really is. Now, I'm not saying I'm out here cheating on my wife. Never done it, never will do it. I'm not saying I wouldn't would treat my kids like shit or abandon them. Never have, never will. There's more to me than just one thing. But when I get through the day-to-day and it's constant, 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 the same thing over and over and over and over and over, it literally wears on me. You have kind of a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde attitude because yes. nobody treats their children better than you do. I and your not. family. And, you know, but it's not somebody I would want to cross. No. It's with me, if you lose, you know, respect or loyalty or love, like you've lost it. Yeah, you're and dead it's, forever it's with gone. me. Yeah. And I go from zero to a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Instantly. It's not, a, it's not a... <laughs> Slow boil. I've heard this uh, statement about me before. It's like, you go from zero to prison really, really fast. Really fast. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it's just right is right, wrong is wrong, and don't fuck me and I won't fuck you. You know, what you get from me is a derivative of what I get from you. You know, some people might say I'm the nicest person in the world, but others will say I'm the biggest asshole in the world. I wouldn't go that far. Right. It's a phrase, okay? It's not. It's a. Just (laughs) relax, relax. Relax. You know, but that's it. Like, what you give me is what you get from me in return. If you're a prick to me, I'll match your prick and and Annie up, you know. I'll see you and raise you. Yeah, exactly. And I I really kind of miss that about people in general. There's so much bullshit and backstabbing going on in the world. That's right. Anymore, it used to be you get what you get and don't throw a fit. Yeah. Now you don't know what the hell you're getting. Yeah, exactly. It's it's so, so true like that right now. Apparently, we had an issue here. We had to get our soapboxes vent. I guess so. We're venting to the world. Yeah. Sorry, we try to keep this about motorcycles, but fuck around. This is what you call random thoughts. (laughs) It went off on a tangent. Yes, So what do you got planned coming up for the next two weeks? Uh, For the next two weeks, it is... Work and football practice. Yes, yes. Football practice starts Monday, you know, back to that split schedule and then after football i'll have youth football stuff so be a lot of a lot of long days long nights whatever i'm i'm built for it but i plan to truthfully my kids aren't in school yet so i plan to ride motorcycles every single day everywhere that i can from your house to the shop yeah it it, last it was like an eighth of a mile it's a little bit more than that, man. It's a little bit more. A than quarter? That. Dude, I log more miles than most people you see. It's just never on my bike. Oh, there you go. Well, that's true. That's true. No, and I I really kind of hope to get a handful more midnight rides in. Like I love that. Nothing helps me more than going out about midnight when everyone's asleep and everyone's, you know, dead to the world. Just I don't know, enjoying the the spoils of I have to tell you back before I got a little mild case of night blindness. That was my favorite time to ride. I love it, dude. There's something to be said about getting out when there's nobody else out on the road. The moon is high. Yeah, dude. And that is just awesome, riding at midnight. 
yeah, a couple nights ago, the moon was so bright, like it was, it was like Alaska, you know, like how they have that daylight for right. so many weeks or months or whatever it is. Like it was absolutely perfect to be out there rolling. Everybody's asleep. Everyone's gone. No one's on the road. And it's just you. And what I call it is it's just straight bliss. Well, I think we've done enough random BS. I hope we didn't uh, bore you folks too much. But, you know, like you said, you get what you get and don't throw a fit. The price was right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it didn't cost yeah. you anything yeah. Yeah. except your time. I guess. Yeah. I'm sorry if we wasted it. But yeah. What the f- yeah, but right. on the upside, you know, it's something to do. But if you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help keep it going, then you might consider becoming a club member. Pretty easy to do. Just go on to patreon.com forward slash Ozark Rides. Or if you'd like, you can just click the Patreon link on any page at OzarkRides.com. We've got giveaways, exclusive videos, and you even get to access the podcast before anyone else. How exciting is that? I don't, I don't know. But you also get automatic entry into our new monthly prize giveaway. If you wonder what the monthly prize giveaway is, become a Patreon member. Yeah, figure it out from experience. Figure it out from experience. And with that being said, Mr. Lewis... Thank you for coming and drinking my beer. I appreciate every ounce of it. Okay. I believe it because they, <laughs> they were gone pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. Apparently you had a thirst. Yeah. I was, I was a little parched. A little parched. At nine o'clock or 10 o'clock in the morning. Whatever you it be, is. Time, beer knows no time. No, it does not. So until then, stay on the road, stay safe, and keep it on two wheels. That's right.